You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Say hello to the person next to you. Uh, hi, good to see everybody. Where's PFA? PFA, please come, come sit in front. Good evening. Just for no reason but that I want to see your face. Yes. Okay. Um, I can't hear myself for some strange reason. So the sound people can fix that. Okay. Hallelujah. Ah, it's welcome, Prince. Huh? <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so we've been, so actually, officially, the, the uh, whole series on how to live a great life has ended, right? We finished teaching it. But I get the impression that um, ever so often, regardless of what we are teaching, that I will have a new thought and we'll kind of have to slip it into that whole series. So this message is in that series. In fact, I was saying to Pastor Busola, our resident pastor, earlier on, <laughs> earlier on, how that uh, the way this whole series has come to me uh, has been has not been, if I'd plan it, if I was planning it logically, I, I, the certain messages I would have preached before others, okay? So, for example, I, I suspect I might have wanted to preach this message first and then preached about um, high life, which was talking about thoughts and the thoughts of God, and then preached speak life, which was talking about the power of words and all that. That would have been the sequence that I would have imagined it. But I know that God does not uh, work according to the intelligence of man, and and so I'm perfectly at peace with how this has come. Okay, um, tonight I'm speaking about the power of choice. If you're America, if you've ever been to, or if you if you lived in America, you would uh, you would you know it's a big debate. It's either you are pro-choice or you are what's the other word? Pro-life. How many people don't live in America? Oh, all of you with accents. I thought you lived in America. Um, but God is very pro-choice. So like, no, no, that's wrong theology. <laughs> but you understand what I mean. I'm not talking about the debate about abortion tonight. No. One day we should talk about it. But God believes in choice. Right? Uh, scripture is replete with the concept of choice. In fact... Uh, when God starts out the discussion with man, Genesis chapter 2, the 16 to 17, the Bible says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. So one of the first things that man is faced with in his conversations with God is choice. From day one, God says, hey, you will have to choose. I mean, I would like you to do this, but it is your choice. Okay, help me tell the person next to you, it's your choice. It's your choice. So choice is one of the first things that we are introduced to in the Bible. Um, when you read through, uh, in fact, most of the early leaders of the people of Israel will come to a point in their leadership, they will give this big speech to the people of Israel, and, you know, uh, Moses would say, I think in Deuteronomy 30, I called 
30 and 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. He says, therefore choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Therefore, choose life. Okay? Uh, Joshua 24, another great leader speaking to the people of Israel. It says, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day who you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the god of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me... And my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. Power of choice. First uh, Kings 18, the prophet Elijah stands before again the nation of Israel. And he says, you have halted, you have faltered, you know, you've faltered between two opinions. First Kings 18, 21. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. He says, but the people answered him, not a word. And so, uh, I think there's this scripture in Joel that talks about multitudes. It talks about what it calls a valley of decision. And it says there are multitudes in the valley of decision. Um, how, did, how did this thought come? I think over the last year, I began to realize that one of the challenges um, of, of being uh, someone who depends, how do I say this? One of the challenges with us as we walk with the Holy Spirit is that sometimes we begin to, we, we become more spontaneous than structured. Now, now, now I know about the Holy Spirit. So, so Jesus describes us in John chapter 3 as the wind. He says, you know, you're born of the Spirit. He says you become like the wind, unpredictable. And so, a number of times, we become very comfortable in this place where we are totally unpredictable. You wake up in the morning, I, I don't even know what I'm wearing today. And this, you know, various, what, is, what are your plans for the next 20 years? I don't know. It's as the Spirit leads. You know, I'm, I'm, a pro, I'm in the prophetic, like palm. And, you know, I just when I wake up, I'm just going to, you know, just flow with the Holy Spirit. As I'm led by the Holy Spirit. Who are you marrying? <laughs> where God leads me, you know, whatever what God brings. And, but what, you know, but Paul says, the spirit of wisdom and revelation will come, open your eyes, give you wisdom, give you knowledge. And so I find that Christians are meant to be in the mix of a place where there is wisdom residing on their heart, you know, with which they can make sound choices, and yet they are sensitive to the leading and the promptings of the Holy Spirit, you know, for particular things. So, where you would spend eternity is a choice. Where you would spend eternity is a choice. I'll read John 3 so shortly. But where you spend eternity is a choice. Uh, how much money you want to make in life is a choice. What career or profession you would pursue in life is a choice. Do you want to be a trendy IT person like you know, our two pastors here, Pastor Femi and Pastor Tolu. Pastor Tolu is just back from the abroad, by the way. Two months. One baby, two months. And he's not the one that had the baby. But we'll have that discussion with him later. All right? Paternity leave is two weeks, not two months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, you want to be a, 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 a high-flying lawyer or a professional pastor like Pastor Busola. It's your choice. Who you will marry, this is very, I, I need to say this for someone. Who you will marry is a choice. Because there are people who are living in that bubble where anybody God leads me to, and, and then some other people are like, where the people that the one that finds me, just there, just a diamond in the wild or whatever. Just, when I'm found, but marriage is a choice, and, and so God will give you options over and over again. Um, so on the day you get married, I don't know if you've ever seen a wedding. So they will ask you, do you, shola? What's your surname? Lawal. They put your son. Take. It's like I feel the people asking me to put their names there, but I'm just going to resist so that you have freedom of choice. I can just see where Ian is looking at me. Do you take <laughs> XYZ, uh, Cecilia something, as your wife? You shout, I do. And then, Cecilia, do you take Shola as your husband? Oh, pastor, I have to think about it. You know, and it's a choice. It's a mutual choice. Marriage is a choice. Where you live is a choice. The city you live in is a choice. Uh, but someone says, oh, no, but this is a bit, uh, but surely God has determined where we would live. And who, all these things, God has determined from the foundations of the earth. And so, all we're just really doing is just finding those things. Just stumbling into those things. And people will talk about things like faith. F-A-T-E. And people will talk about things like predestination. Um, I will not dwell on the theology of, on the doctrine of predestination a lot tonight. Because I, um, I will want to point out something a bit different. The fact that... God, God will give man, the Bible says, time and chance happen to all of us. God will give men what I call streams of opportunity. One. Secondly, he would give us laws and principles which produce both the climate and the harvest of the choices, in bracket, whose seeds that we sow. He would give us laws and principles. So people will say, ah, no, but what God wants to happen will happen. Some other people will say, you know, que sera, sera, you know, what's meant to be in life will, will, will be. Um, one example, God's will is that all men will be saved. All men. And so Jesus is the sacrifice for every man's salvation. Yet in John chapter 3, Jesus clearly says that it is the choice of the man. It is the choice of the man. In John 3.18, he says, He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. God wants everyone to be saved. So he's put the opportunities in front of everyone. God respects your choices. God respects our choices. However, our choices must also respect the consequences that are attached to them. So Paul teaches the Galatian church. He says, 
that God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he would reap. It is not, so, so and this, I, 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 as, we, as I prepared for this, I began to realize that one of the things that we easily let down in life is the power to choose. Yeah, the power to choose. Uh, God respects your choices. He respects your choices. Um, there are streams of opportunity on the earth. There will be cycles and there will be seasons. You will meet one lady. You would look. Uh, ah, her hair. I don't like her hair. I don't really like her hair. You will let her go. You meet another lady. Ah, this one. Ah, she doesn't really like, doesn't cook. There's so much pepper in her food. You let her go. Then you meet another lady. Oh, this one prays too much. You let her go. Then you are 50. <laughs> and I need to release someone because someone is still in that place where they think that Akin, who left five years ago, was the perfect choice. Akin is married. They've had twins and triplets. You've still not heard from God that you need to move on. You're even now praying. But Akin, the perfect will of God will come back. But Akin is gone. You tell somebody next to you, Akin is gone. It's not coming back. It's not coming back. <laughs> because and the beautiful thing about marriage is that it's a mutual choice. So sometimes you will choose somebody who has not chosen you. And that equation, you cannot force that equation. You need to go on. That is helping somebody today. <laughs> Very important. So they will ask both of you, why are they patting Kiran? <laughs> oh, guys, focus. I wanted to preach a serious message today, and I plan to preach as a serious message. <laughs> um, because I, it's amazing. It's amazing. He puts man. Why, why does God in the beginning not say to man, Adam and Eve, look, you will only be able to eat of this tree. I've put 55 angels around this tree. You cannot eat that of that tree. He respects the power of choice. In fact, our exercise of choice towards the desires of God is an act of worship. So God did not create robots. Okay? He created people who have free will. Um, as I prepared for this, I, I put a note down and that one of the things that is required of those who would effectively live Jesus' life, the great life John 10.10 10 speaks about, is that they must always be conscious of the biggest decisions that they have to make in the current season of their life. We must always be conscious of what is the biggest choice I am currently making or that I have to make. Because Sometimes when you are unaware of what that choice is, you are it will surprise you that you are actually making a choice. And I'll come to that shortly. What is the biggest choice that you are currently faced with making? I mean, because the fact that, you know, giving an exam, you know, in an examination that you're giving, you know, questions, the fact that you skip a, a question does not mean that you will not be marked on that question. Say, I don't know number two, I don't know number three. I'll leave it. When they're collating your scores, they will also leave something. 
have to ask the person next to you, what choices are you making now? What choices? What choices are you making now? Because there are people who are waiting for God and God is waiting for them. I set before you life and death. Choose life. I, choose, I set before you blessings and curses. God respects our choices, but we must understand that choices then have consequences. And so you must respect as, as, you, as you choose, you must then say, what is the consequence of this choice? Uh, again, if you marry a, a guy or a lady, there are certain consequences that are tied to that. Um, if, you, if you marry a guy who, while you're dating, uh, you went out on a date with him, you went by his house, as he was driving out, he slapped the gate man. Hot slap. One day. Second day, Two days later, he slaps the waiter at the restaurant. A month later, he slaps you. But you are in love. You are really deeply in love. In fact, you might be persuaded that this is the one God led you to. You will make a choice. The consequence of that choice is that you will most likely be slapped and physically abused. It is rare that people uh, are totally surprised when they get into marriage. Say, ah, he's just been beating me. And, and this is important. It's extremely important. God honors the choices that we make. In fact, one of the scriptures I like a lot is 1 Timothy chapter 5 and 24. The Bible says, Some men's sins are clearly evident, preceding them to judgment. But those of some men follow later. So it, it says that there are things which some people do before they get to heaven, the things have gone to report them to, to God. You know, so the harvest comes immediately. It says, likewise, the good works of some men are clearly evident, but those but and those that are otherwise cannot be hidden. So the fact that the consequences do not show up in real time, and I, and I understand the oppression of the mercy of God. And trust me, my life is a testimony of the mercy of God. And so sometimes we will make, and I have made tons of bad choices before. And what does a Christian do when they've made bad choices? They go to God in repentance and appropriate the mercy of God. And there are times when the mercy of God will totally hold back the consequence of a bad choice we've made. That's very important for someone to know. There are times when, you know, what happens is that God gives you wisdom. So when the next stream of opportunity comes, you can take, you know, you can take hold of it. There are times when God's mercy uh, uh, results in a restoration of that which was lost by virtue of a bad choice. So if you've made a bad choice before, don't worry. You know, you can appropriate the mercy of God. However, if you subject yourself intentionally to a stream of bad choices, you need to be careful. You need to be careful. Uh, because, you know, God's mercy was never meant to take the place of living in wisdom. 
Um, if you insist on drinking Coca-Cola, and, and I use that you know, loosely, in case you work for Coca-Cola, every day of your life, two bottles every day. You're, just, you're knocking God, you're just riding on God's mercy every day. The people I'm talking to know who they are. My point is you should get to a place where you realize that God's mercy has kept me this far. <laughs> and wisdom should warn you. Amen? Pam, you're hearing. <laughs> Those who have ears, let them hear. So predestination, fate. Because some people say to me, I know if I'm meant to be a billionaire in this life, I'm going to be a billionaire. It doesn't matter what, no matter, if, if you are meant to be a, the president of Nigeria, nothing can stop you. Nothing. Ah, they say, Caleb, don't worry. If you're meant to marry that girl, you'll marry her. They're lying to you. You do not. <laughs> no, 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 no. And this is important. Your choice, huh? Your choice is powerful. The guy says, ah, if you're meant to graduate with first class, you will graduate. So he won't read. He doesn't go for class. In fact, he's even spiritual. He's praying. He's saying, the prophecy has gone ahead of me. The power has been released. He prays in tongues three hours in the morning, three hours in the afternoon, three hours in the evening. They're lecturing and teaching about statistics in class. But he's just doing heavenly statistics. Expecting a vision. God help him if maybe one day, self, you know, it even works one semester where he gets by mistake and, you know, just a hint of what's coming out. The guy is finished. I assure you, he will not make it, he might not even graduate from university. Your choices are very powerful. Very, very powerful. <sighs> I, I, I understand that there's such a thing as God's sovereignty. Uh, and as I, as I speak, I'll try and explain where God will... There are certain things that God will not play with. There are certain things that have to do with the changes of times and seasons, the fulfillment of things that have to do with mankind, with nations, that God does not play with. And this has nothing to do with particular individuals. But when it comes to you and your life, it's amazing how much God respects the choices you make and thus by the Holy Spirit wants to inspire those choices. <laughs> it's all coming to me. So, I know when I talked about the power of um, the power of when we talk about high life, I said some people are sometimes one thought away from a breakthrough. In fact, the same thing can be said for words. Some people are one declaration away from a breakthrough. The Bible says that what the, they heard the things that David said on the battleground. And it was what he said, right? That people heard and said, what did you say? And then they went to meet the king and said, this young man said. Some of you are one declaration away from marriage. It's just to say to her, hello. And let the Holy Spirit do But no, you're praying. Some people are one choice away from a breakthrough. One choice away from a breakthrough. 
Paul begins to explain, uh, uh, let me do first Kings first, second Kings first. Second Kings, there are a bunch of people who are disadvantaged in life. They've gone through a tough time. They're lepers. They've, they've been ostracized from society, put out from circulation. They have a discussion, second Kings chapter 7 and verse 4. If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city and we shall die there. If we sit here, we will die here also. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender ourselves to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. These guys say to themselves, look, when we look at all the options before us, they are all negative. The concept called lend helplessness. A man gets to a place where he says, my choice doesn't matter anymore. In fact, he says, I should not choose anymore. Because the last time I chose, it did not end up well. This guy said, look, there are two options. If we stay here, we're going to die. If we go this way. The last, and I, this analogy is coming over and over. The last girl I asked said, no. I asked Choma in the choir, no. I saw her in this thing, no. Inni said, what's wrong with you? Why are you asking me? I'm not going to ask anybody again. And so now, even when you find the things that you desire, it's as though your hands are tied. And so people get into that place where they believe that things are happening to them and not for them. And some people have been, you know, they've got repeated exposure to failure and so have chosen to do nothing anymore. Some people have got into the place where the pain that they felt, and, and you, you could check the whole concept of learned helplessness online. There was actual, so these are actual scientific ex exercises done with all sorts of animals where they realized that because certain animals have associated a negative reaction or outcome to a particular thing, they will not do that thing anymore. And even when the threat of that particular outcome, let's say it was an electric shock or whatever, it's no longer there, the animals behave in the way they behaved when they thought it was there. And so they've been taught how to be helpless. They've been taught how not to choose anymore. How not to choose. In fact, one of the first places you begin to hear it is in the area of expectation. I tell you guys, I've told you guys this before, that I was so battered and just took the help of God to, to, to just you know, bring me back by this being an Arsenal fan that having, you know, an Arsenal fan here, you know, you know, you begin of season, you think you're going to win, you're happy, you're happy, happy. And then, they, in fact, they even then do well for a while. And then as if an evil spirit comes upon them, whew, a whole month of depression. And what it got to a point, this is how I used to watch the Arsenal games. I would go in and say, ah, Arsenal is playing Chelsea, we're going to lose. I'm telling you, that was the only way I could watch the match. We're going to lose. And so if we lost, I would say, ah, I said it, we lost. And then if we won, I'd say, ah, surprise, ah, miracle, we won. How many people are going through life like that where you can no longer even exercise your expectation concerning things because of what has happened in the past? Paul, Paul talks about a place where there is such an operation of the flesh. He says, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And, and one of the things I strongly believe 
that the Holy Spirit brings in the life of a believer is just that resurrection of our power to choose. That you can always choose a better option. That you can always choose a better narrative. Because sometimes the narratives are even bigger and more important than the reality and the circumstance. And so you can have two people in different realities and circumstances. In fact, one man has a, an inferior circumstance, but because of the narrative that he or she has chosen, he's actually in a better place internally. So you, you find people, one person has, uh, I mean, the people in the city of Lagos, one guy earns 500,000 naira a month. The other guy earns 250,000 naira a month. But the guy who earns 250,000 naira a month is much happier, much more peaceful, much more fulfilled. The guy who has 500,000 naira a month, there is a narrative that he or she has been sold by whoever, maybe past experiences, maybe colleagues, maybe expect, I don't know what it is, but they cannot enjoy the better job. But we have the power to choose. We can choose narratives. We can choose a better option. The guy said, why do we sit here and die? For someone, that is your word tonight. Why are you staying where you are persuaded is in the bad place? Why? You have the power of choice. Why are you staying where you know? You, you've said it to yourself over and over and over again. This is, this is a grave. So why are you there? You have the power of choice. You have the power of choice. Because I can choose joy in the circumstances of my life. So James 1, he says, would you, I'm reading the message, he says, consider it a share gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. He says, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. He says, so don't try to get out of anything prematurely. He says, let it do its work so that you can become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. He says, uh, the, the NKJV will say, he says, count it all joy. So I choose life. I choose peace. I choose joy. I choose favor. I choose grace. I choose promotion. I choose holiness. I choose holiness. I choose prayer. I choose health. Because there's that place you can get to in life where you think things are being done to you as against things being done for you. Because the scripture says that all things work together. For the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. The way I now explain that scripture is I say, look, God has laid down a divine edict to all things that are created to be employers for the sake of my destiny. All things. It doesn't matter what they are. It doesn't matter whether they're good, bad, angels, men, past, present, or future. Job 34 and 4 in the Amplified says, let us choose for ourselves that which is right. And let us choose among ourselves what is good. Help me ask the person next to you, what have you chosen? What have you chosen? What have you chosen? What have you chosen? There are too many young men 
who are essentially as if you, that's the, that's the, that's the picture in my mind. You, are, you know, you are that man who is waiting for thirty something years for the angel to come, you know, and shake the water, and 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 that is a word for someone. I, I'm I'm very sure in my heart. Right. Um, someone says to me, "How do I make great choices? How do I make?" Powerful choices. How do I make powerful? You know, all through this last month, as we've talked about this, and you might have heard me say this in prayer, oh, I think twice. Well, one time here, one time not here. I just realized that. <laughs> so the guys who made the airplane <laughs> really are just human beings like us, right? And it, it was amazing. But the guys who've done everything in life that you and I think about are just human beings like us. Some of them even without the Holy Spirit. And I wondered what we could choose to do by the power of the Holy Ghost. I, I really began to wonder. So I think on this Sunday I was speaking somewhere if I came to church. And I said, and I was praying, I was like, but these guys didn't have two heads. The airplane is in the air. Remember what I said earlier, that in every season of your life, you must be conscious about the big choices that you are making. Because what tends to happen is that if you do not consciously attend to those choices, it's either those decisions or choices are being made by someone else on your behalf, or that you are essentially not entering into what I would call your inheritance for a lack of submission. So you are definitely, there's a, you are, you are making so, you know, you could go out for dinner and uh, the three-cost meal, right? And they say, uh, also, you know, guys, three-cost meal. And you're like, ah, what kind of fancy restaurant is three-cost meal? I just want to only, ah, I don't, you know. So what do you want to eat for, what do you want for starters? And let's say you go to this fancy restaurant. You don't even understand all these things they put there, you know. And normally what I do is I look for somebody else who's ordering. I say, please, whatever is ordered, I will take. And then when the food comes, you let them eat first. If they don't die, you, you eat. You know, but because you don't understand, you say, eh, I'll pass, I'll pass. I'm watching my weight. Say for main, what, what do you have? Eh, main. Which one is main? Eh, this one. This one. You can't even really pronounce it. It says this one. <laughs> so they bring this one for you. But dessert. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where everybody's paying their own money. So yeah, by the time they add all this money together now. I'm not, really, I'm not that hungry. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want. But what happens is that, so when they're serving the first course, they'll serve Shola, serve Femi. Ah, Ini says she didn't want. Right? And they move on. You, so the choices that you are avoiding, right, it means that when the, <laughs> essentially the way it, it means is that there's a vacancy when it comes to you and that particular application. I don't know what it is. What career have you chosen? Why? Because someone says, but Idris, look, I don't have the, the skill or the experience. And I, I can't remember what I said to someone who I was talking to. I said, look, and I'm totally off course now, but it's fine. I, saying, I said, I don't know what it is that we will set our minds on that given two to four years, any of us, by the help of God, the grace of God, that we will not be able to do. 
are very few things. But, I mean, some things will take more time, yes. But there are very few things. There are very few things. Okay, let's even say four to, four to six or seven years. What can't you do? You just need to choose. BWS can become a rap artist in two years. Even if she doesn't have all the talent. True, there are people that are singing today. Their music is making hit. They don't have talent. Good beats. Look for, who's, who's, who does all those good beats? Josh Key. Oh, I don't hear his name on those songs. Though. <laughs> the guy called Fields. Uh, Don Jazzy again, yeah? Sars. Uh-huh, I knew you would know them. <laughs> but I'm serious. What is it that you cannot do with God? Bradipo, what is it that he cannot do with God? What can he not become? A dancer. <laughs> Six months. And I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Bradipo cannot dance better than I do. Yeah? Which is not good. But if both of us say, look, this is what we choose to do. Six months. Ah. Nobody here can dance better than us. What is it that... It, because what it is is that we are at that place where they... And the boss kids are just laughing at him. Like, <laughs> he needed more than six months, dad. Okay, boy, it's fine. It's maybe nine months for him. Okay? <laughs> what is it? For someone, maybe four years to go back to school. What, what, is, it, is, it, what is it to buy a house? What is it? So when scripture begins to say that he, to him that believes all things are possible... I realize that there's so many choices we have not made and thus we have described limitations around our lives. There are so many choices that we have not made. So many choices that we have not made. So many choices that we have not made. Again, I tell you again, marriage is a choice. All these single guys going around and just looking at all of you, including you, Josh, and Falabi. A lot of you currently have more money than I did when I got married. How they say that that's 14 years ago, Pierre, but I'm being honest with you. A lot of you, even know you are you even have more knowledgeable, better educated than myself and my wife were when we got married. I'm just looking at you guys. Then on Sunday you'll be trying to steal hogs in church. Mm. just look forward if I'm talking about you (laughs) go and marry (laughs) look eh? Um, this for me just 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 think of being in that crowd where Joshua or Moses is shouting to the people of Israel, I set before you life and death. Choose life. So in Isaiah 11, 3, he says, talking prophetically about the Messiah, his delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge, decide, choose. By the sight of the eyes, 
of his eyes or by the hearing of his ears. And so I, I realized that with the Holy Spirit, somewhere in Isaiah he calls him the spirit of wisdom, of counsel, of might, of power. Jesus says the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. Isaiah says your teachers will not be far from you. Your ears will hear that you go to the left or the right. Your ears will hear a voice from behind declaring that this is the way to go. Go ye in it. Are you saying that a Christian with access to the Holy Ghost, access to the thoughts of God, the mind of God, cannot make great choices? <laughs> but it's, it's amazing how God will not force you. He won't force you. He won't force you. God will not force you. So, People that say, it's God that forced me to marry her. You are lying. Lying. God will not force you. Because if God wants to force people, the first thing he will force people to do is to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. First things first. Say, God that forced me to wear this red shirt. He didn't force you. It's bad fashion taste. Would you let the Holy Spirit help? But you know the Holy Spirit helps those who are choosing, sir. What choices are currently vacant? There used to be an exam we used to do. I can't remember what it was. They said, if you don't know, but my principle then, which is objective, the one you don't know, you guess. But they used to be warned. They say, ah, don't guess so. That if you guess wrong, there was something called negative marking. Right? So people just skip, skip, skip. No, that's not life. Because as you go on the way, there is clarity that comes. There are things that I've wanted to do in life. And I found out that it was as we made the first choice that clarity came. Those who have bought houses before will tell you that rarely is it the case that when you set a, you know, to go and buy a house that you have all the money. But they will tell you that once you, once you, once you step in, that it's as if you summon all sorts of resources that you never knew existed. When we bought our first house, we didn't have the first, we didn't have all the cash. But money came. But money came. The Bible says, um, I think it's Joshua with the children of Israel going into Jordan. He said, the guys, the elders, step in, the priest. The Bible says, as they put their feet in, the waters started parting. I don't know who God is waiting for to make certain choice. At least make a choice. Let God tell you, no, not that one. But by the help of the Holy Spirit, we come into the place where our choices are aligned with God's choices. There are too many people waiting to know what is the will of God. And I say that carefully because Paul says to find out what pleases the Lord. He says do not be foolish. He says uh, be wise, redeeming the times. We, we, we must understand. But <laughs> I, It is People who are going somewhere that find direction. This is what I find. Now, there is a place to be still. One day, I, I hope that God gives me license to and grace to. I will teach about just how people's different temperaments. So, one Sunday, we'll talk about people who are reserved, like me, introverts, like me. One day, we'll talk about all these sparky people, like any. And just how that influences our walk with God. Let me just stay with this message because I will not enter. 
great decisions. The Bible says <laughs> that where there is no counsel, Proverbs eleven fourteen, that the people fail. But in the midst of counselors, there is safety. And so, godly counsel abounds from the Holy Spirit, from those who have gone ahead of you. How does it work when you're traveling to a place you have never been to before? How does it work? Don't you call people who have gone there. Tolu, you're here, you've been going to London every time since you were born. How is the place? What should I wear? Ogochuku and I, the kids, went somewhere recently. People had told us that the place was cold. We did not hear. We said, can Nairobi, how can it be cold? No, Nairobi here, Africa. Let's go. The first day, eh? We're the ones telling the uh, guy we rented from, where can we get heater? Heater. <laughs> the, the beautiful thing was how we then told Folusha that the place was cold. I told her. I told her, this place is cold. Folusha went. <laughs> and yet, sent me a message, P.I., freezing. <laughs> but my point is, how many of us are going on journeys in life, trying to make choices, no counsel, Ah, uh, no, me. Uh, and I look at the Bible says, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the sinner, sits in the seat of the scornful. Look, uh, there's too much junk in our world today for you to think that because you have watched soap opera, all this, all this uh, sitcoms, you've watched friends from start to finish, and all that, that you've now been counseled in relationships. Some of us want to get married. You've been going out with a guy for one year. Nobody knows. You've not met anybody in your church. You've not met your parents. It's darkness. <laughs> the Bible says your eyes will, not, will see your teachers. Your ear will hear a voice from behind you. This is the way to go. So in between the leader of the Holy Spirit, counselors, people who now, now, let me tell you something about counselors that is important for me. I believe, and I'm learning this even as a pastor, that your counselors will call you out when they see you making a bad choice. I also believe that in calling you out and advising you about what to do, they will respect your will. They will quarrel with you. They will fight with you. But they will respect your will. Because you must not, because that's what God does. God doesn't ask you to, he doesn't destroy your will. Okay? And so your counselors and your pastors will respect your will. So when Paul, you read Galatians chapter 1 and Galatians chapter 2. Paul says, when I received this vision, I didn't receive it from flesh. He says, I did not consult flesh and blood. He says, rather, I went into Arabia for a couple of years. He says, then later... I went first to see Peter, I think after three years. He says, 12 years later I went, he says, so that I would check that I had not run in vain. And so understanding where you must consult with who and certain people is a sign of maturity. How, someone says, but Idris, if I can choose anything, can I choose anything that happens to me in life? That's not what I've said. That's not what I've said. Your choice is extremely powerful. Now, there are certain things that will happen to you in life that you cannot choose. Jesus stands in the garden. He says, Lord, if you let me choose, 
rather, if you, if, you want, if you want me to tell you what I want, he says, let this cup pass over me. So sometimes God will put you in certain situations which because of the breadth or length or just the depth of understanding you have, don't make any sense to you, right? But Jesus says, not your will but mine be done. Now, however, the challenge is a lot of us have gotten, we walk straight to the end. And in everything in life, says, God, let your will be done. And God's like, do you like her? Lord, let your will be done. Caleb, do you like her? Lord, your will is perfect, acceptable, and good. He says, I know, I wrote that. But do you like her? Oh, Father. When I... This was interesting for me, and I think I didn't tell you guys this. When I decided to get married to Ogo, I, I don't think... That there was no, I know I don't think... There was no angel that appeared to me and said, Oh, Idris, Idris, behold thy, thy, maid, my, thy handmaiden... You know, approach her now and ask her the question. Nothing like that, Joe. Nothing. It was at a party. I've told you before. At a party. She just showed up. She opened the door. I was like, my God, she came. What am I looking for in the wife? Oh. Told my friend. Where are we? When we're going to drop her in the Can you drive? He said, yes. Okay, he could drive. Would you drive? He sat in front. Two of us sat at the back as he was going. So, yeah, how are you? Uh-huh. What do you think about marrying somebody like me? That's how it went, Joe. I'm not joking. This one, because what has happened is that we've overcomplicated the thing. God brought a marker before you. Nothing. For lacquer, nothing. Choma, nothing. Time and chance happen. Some of the ladies, he has brought all sorts. It's waiting for the perfect will of God. God is saying, I packed your wedding present a long time ago. Would you let me deliver it to you? Okay, let me land this thing. Okay. It's amazing that the same way God will not force salvation on mankind, it's the same way he cannot force you to become a billionaire. The same way he can't force you to become happy. The same way he can't force you to have a house in Lekki. The same way he can't force you to be excellent at whatever you want to do. The same way he cannot force you. He can't force you. He can't force you. But, you know, by the help of... By, for some people, the way to break the hold of learned helplessness is just to relax in God's love and trust God that he's got your back. And so he's trying to love you away from your pain. Some people, God is trying to love you away from the pain. For some people, he's trying to love you away from the bitterness because for some of us, we become so bitter that we're trying, it's, uh, it's almost as like we're, we're at that place where they share, say, say I'm, they say I'm a bad person, I'm a disaster. I will show them. And God is trying to love you. He's trying to explain to you how much value he places on your life. How much value he places in your life. And he must do this because he will not violate your will and your power of choice. What have you chosen to do? Who have you chosen to become? Where have you chosen to go? Some of us, the real breakthrough that needs to happen is in our heart. How do I know when people, <laughs> you know, in the, oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. In those days, they say somebody, they are pressing them in the night. They are pressing them in the night. And I keep saying to you guys, 
those demons have gone to business school, you don't do all that manual labor anymore. How do I know when the demons are pressing you in the night? In it, show me your plans. Just waiting to see what the Lord will lead me. Show me your plans for the next day. Okay, even if you're not reading it, talk me through what you ah. Um, hmm. Pierre, look, I just want to be led by the Spirit of like the wind. No, ah, okay, what are you expecting for this year? I, the inability to, child of God, explain. And it doesn't have to be specific, but flowing out of your heart, Jesus says, rivers of living waters. Rivers of living waters. A lot of you, this country is too small for the destiny that God has attached to your name. Your family history is too small. The, the wealth that God has assigned to you is not, is not Naira denominated. The fields that God is calling you to, the things he's calling you to do are not local. But he must break through in your mind. He must break through in your mind. Some of us need to hang out with some bigger people. I, I okay, I have, to, I have to land now. In your head, you were telling me that them that I preach long on Sunday. I hope I'm doing well too. Um, <laughs> sometimes I, I so two quarters ago I said, oh, once in a quarter, once in a month, I need to go and hang out with. I need to have upward conversations. Upward conversations. What do I mean by upward conversations? Conversations with people who are smarter than me. People who can look me and just say, oh, yeah, yeah. People who, when you enter, people who command respect. People who have done things that I have not done. People who, even in their silence, can speak to me. Because you finish those conversations, firstly, it keeps you humble. But secondly, you are properly inspired. Inspired when they carry the Spirit of God. So there are too many of us. Too, the people you are following on Instagram cannot help you. And, and, and I say this like as someone who loves the funny side of life. There's too much attempt to dull yeah, emptiness with laughter in our generation. There's too much attempt to use entertainment to as, as a painkiller. Because there are choices that you have to make. The choices you have to make. The consequences of your choice. When we hear consequences, we hear bad things. But no. The people God is calling to be billionaires, you need to start now. I want to be a billionaire. I confess it. I declare it. I prophesy it. One book on finance you have not read. One. You've not even bought it. I want to marry. I want to marry. I want to marry. But the greatest upward conversation a man can have is with God. You should, when you get into God's presence, you know, one can come to church on Sunday and when it's fantastic to be in God's presence. But when you when you come out of God's presence, the Bible says they looked at the disciples. They were, they said, these guys didn't go to school now. Ah, we know. Ah, he needs from Ibadan. Why is she talking with such wisdom? The Bible says they realized that they had been with Jesus. 
Let us pray. Just speak in, the, speak in tongues a bit if you can. Speak in tongues a bit if you can. If you don't, if you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost, it's fine. Just thank God. But speak in tongues, church. Speak in tongues. This amazing Jesus life. This amazing life of God. Everything that blocks is full great expression in my life. I stand in the name of Jesus in the place of prayer and we bring it down tonight. Someone just speak in tongues. We're coming, we'll pray, but just speak in tongues. It doesn't matter where you're playing the keyboard, it doesn't matter where you are in the multimedia booth. I'd like you to just pray in the spirit. Come on, church, just pray in the Holy Ghost. It says, Who the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. It says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Would you just take that liberty tonight and begin to declare over your life and begin to declare, I choose life, I choose joy, I choose peace. I choose health, I choose prosperity, I choose fulfillment. I don't know what utterance God will give you over your life. Don't forget what we said at one time, that you are the chief and resident prophet over your life. But would you just begin to declare, I, who can put your name there, Femi Agwade, I choose life. I, Busola Wale Shiobola, I choose peace. I, Akwa Kwei, I choose happiness and joy. Le Karabasana, Koshelebana Makadosh, Irmanda Legedebosh, Yerebarabragadash. Come on, church. Le Barabragadash, what do you vote over your life? What do you choose over your life? What do you choose? It says, I set before you life and I set before you death. I thought you would say a bit more. I choose light. I choose progress. I choose a sound mind. I choose love. I choose marriage and fulfillment. Somebody else needs to ask God, Lord, what big choices have I left unmade? Somebody needs to ask God, Lord, what big choices have I left unmade in my life? What vacancies have I left in my life? What seeds should I be sowing now? What seeds should I be sowing now? What conversations should I be sowing now? What conversations should I be having now? Hey, 
Makara. He says, whatsoever, wheresoever the sole of your feet shall tread upon, he says you will possess. Where should my feet tread upon? Where should my feet tread upon? Where, where, where? Hey, Kamasanda Rabagosh. Someone is to say, I choose a great life. I choose a great life. I refuse mediocrity in any way, in any form. A question I normally ask myself, I say, Idris, if Jesus was living this, your life, in this form, would he live like you are living now? It is not a question I have all the answers to, church. But a great life is what God has called you and I to. Someone needs to say, I choose holiness. I choose purity. The Bible says if any man will abstain from these things, he says he will be a vessel fit for the master's use. He says in a house there are many kinds of vessels. He says, but there are choices that you will make. I choose life. Someone, they have been telling you that you will die. They have been tempting you up with suicide. Would you say in your father's presence, I choose life. I choose life. He says he gives beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garments of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. Would you say I choose beauty? I choose the garment of praise. I choose the garment of praise. Yay! Will someone say I choose wealth over poverty? Will someone say I choose health over sickness? I choose plenty and abundance over lack and disease. Yay! The Bible says Jesus has become our peace. Hey, Kaya. He says once a time, he says you are not a member of the commonwealth of Israel. He says, but now, Kayabos. Hey, Enough of stagnation. Enough of mediocrity. Someone says, he said, put your leg in the pool. Put your leg in the Jordan. Put one feet in the Jordan. Put one feet in the Jordan. Put one feet in the Jordan. The leper said, if we stay here, we die. If we stay here, we die. He says, let's go where there is hope. Let's go where there is hope. Let's go where there is hope. Hey, Kabara, my life is not my own. My life is not my own. Hey, to you, I belong. Who told you those who invented great things are bigger or better than you? Hey! It says Christ in us is the hope of glory. My life is not my own. Hey, 
Yay! Someone please just pray in the Holy Ghost a minute. Please pray in the Holy Ghost a minute. God wants to visit someone tonight. He say, let's go somewhere. You have been hesitating to go for a while. church to just go ahead and pray in the spirit and I also go ahead and pray in the spirit there is a spirit of creativity and invention in this place tonight there is a spirit there's an anointing of, of creativity and invention it says it gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that have understanding the understanding of times and seasons the same the sons of Issachar had and had an advantage over their brethren. There is a spirit. It's an anointing of creativity. An anointing of innovation. Ah, God forbid that you will finish living and you will not have birthed something divine. Something original. Something you, God forbid. Karabosh. Eh, you are not local. You are not small. You are not rejected. You are not behind. We receive an anointing for production. We receive an anointing for invention. An anointing for unusual creativity, our Father. The mercy and the grace of God is here. The mercy and the grace of God is here. The mercy and the grace of God is here. The mercy and the grace of God is here. The mercy and the grace of God is here. It says the path of the righteous is as a shining light. It shines brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. It says your tomorrow does not need to be referenced to your yesterday. They said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? But you see, children of God, sometimes frankincense, uh, gold and men, they come to the manger. I don't know what label they put upon you, but would you hear the label that God has on you? Tonight, one last prayer, if you could find one or two people to hold their hands. And I'd like us to pray in the spirit. The, the, the picture I have in my mind is, is like 
vacant plots of land. So we're taking possession. That's what it is. And it's like to take possession, there are certain choices that need to be made. And as if there are certain areas of people's lives where certain choices have not been made. So it's like vacancies, you know. And, 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 I, and I, don't want to, I don't want to give a, a human interpretation to that picture. All I ask you is to pray in faith over the life of the one you're holding. It's a beautiful way to pray in the spirit first for about a minute. And you begin to call forth possession of vacant territories. I, I don't know what it means for the person you're holding. For someone is over their educational space. For someone is over their business. For someone is over their marriage. For someone is over their walk with God. For someone is over their peace. For someone is over their joy. But please, would you pray in the spirit? We put an end to cycles of despair. We call for redundant gifts. We call for, we break fallow grounds. We declare a breaking forth. Everything that has held a bound, we declare a release. Come on, pray in the spirit a bit more. Pray in the spirit. Le Mamba Ragadosh, a location of giftings, a location of callings, that prophecies long hanging will come forth. They will manifest in the name of the Lord Jesus. My God, my God, Mandelibaranda Magadosh. He says, For someone, the heart is no longer beating. The heart is no longer beating. Ye Kalimbo Rukodosh is staring again, is staring again. Is staring again. Maragabosh. Ebo kalaba rebregedesh. Ele barebregedesh ana makadebosh. Ele parabagambo rebregedesh. Ekele basata rabadosh. Ele bosh ana makaboso pregedesh. In the name of Jesus. So the next time, the Bible says that when the enemy shall come against us like a flood, the Holy Spirit will raise up a standard against him. For someone, when the next wave of hopelessness comes against your soul, all you need to say is that I choose life. I choose joy. That's, it's like it's like it's like a password. It's your that they wait for the pronouncement of your words, and then they go angels just go into action. It's just a choice. It's a choice. Thank you for listening to a message from the Life Point Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com/lifepointng.